Hello and welcome to another edition of Use of Force. I'm Mike Varley. And I'm Jesse Hyatt. And today we are reporting on an instance that happened in the Midtown area as corresponds with our walk for the week around the grid of Midtown. And this instance occurred on August 11th, 2012 and involved a man named Darius Kennedy. I'm going to read the use of force report constructed by the police surrounding the incident. On August 11th, at 15.05 hours in the Midtown South Precinct, two officers stopped a subject they had observed smoking marijuana in public. When informed that he was going to be placed under arrest, the subject brandished a knife. The officers drew their firearms and attempted to use verbal commands and pepper spray to contain the subject, who was walking in the middle of the street. The subject, still holding the knife in his hand, then lunged at one of the two other officers who had responded to the call for assistance. Two officers fired their weapons, striking the subject and causing his demise. The subject had numerous prior arrests dating back to 1978, most recent for felony weapons possession in 2008. He was 51 years old. So in the past few incidents that we've spoken about, they've been unnamed and unreported on. This incident is very much the opposite. It's actually one of the earlier times where people were recording what happened. Hmm. And the fact that it was in Times Square in the middle of the day meant that there were a lot of people around. And yeah, there's even though it was years ago, there's still plenty of articles that we were able to find about this incident. So just a couple notes on it. It seems as though this would fall into the category of a stop and frisk stop, mm -hmm. which was uh, a behavior that the NYPD was using between 2003 and they still use it today but in 2013 is when they started to really cut down on that mm -hmm. but in 2012 which was when this incident happened there were 532,911 stop and frisk incidents so the other thing I want to point out is that the knife that Darius Kennedy had was a standard Ikea kitchen knife. Mm. The blade was between five and six inches long. And in the police notes, it says that he lunged at them but in other interviews with the police after the incident it doesn't I think lunge may have been a strong word right it seems as though he was backing up down 7th Avenue for many blocks 
and then at some point got sort of up against a blockade and started walking back towards the police officers. Right. Which is in line with what we were saying with respect to the unidentified instances from the past few weeks where it's hard to take those descriptions of events as gospel truth when each time we have an instance where there is reporting and follow-ups, it's not as clear-cut as what's suggested. Right, right. And there's other people that have seen what happened from other angles. And it turns out in this case, actually, even the police officers that were involved had different accounts of what happened. There was a commanding officer that says he was calling for the emotionally disturbed persons unit to come and help them out. And he had asked all other officers to holster their weapons. Yeah. But the officers that were out on the street involved in this incident say that they never heard that command to mm. holster their weapons. Yeah. Which it's like, why are you, why do you have your weapon out for an IKEA knife? Right. So, I definitely thought, or I had the thought when I was reading about this that I was surprised that no one had tased him because they do mention that they pepper sprayed him mm -hmm. and it didn't seem to affect him. Uh huh. But I was wondering why no one had tased him before shooting him and it turns out that not every officer carries a taser okay so in this particular case there were over 20 officers there and not a single one of them had a taser so that would have been one thing that the uh edp unit that was being called for would have had in their squad car. Mm. I wonder if anything is different between now and 2012 with respect to taser usage. There because... are more, I looked that up, I don't have the stats on me right now, but there are more. Yeah. There's more per patrol. Right. Which, Which I don't even, I, I'm, yes, it's non-lethal most of the time. Right. But it's still a concerning item for yeah. me to use. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I would much prefer someone be tased than shot, but I still would but I love prefer for them more. to figure out a different way to yeah. not use force at yeah, all Yeah, for somebody to know how to talk to a person that's on weed. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So... It seems as though it's unclear to me whether or not the commanding officer that day actually asked his officers to holster their weapons. The reason that he says he asked them was because that, that was part of the protocol when dealing with someone that's having mental trouble right. of any sort is to not be holding your weapon and especially not pointing it at them, which 
I think makes perfectly rational sense, right? right. There's another thing that I found when I was researching this. Well, two, two things that are sort of related in a way. The family of Darius Kennedy got involved with a lawyer and there was a lawsuit against the city of New York mm-hmm. that it was Jones versus the city of New York. Jones was the lawyer. And that was filed in the summer of 2013. And just earlier this year, the court ruled against the plaintiff. Wow. So the fact that it was filed against the city of New York, I guess that must just be the way that these things are done. Yeah, well, wasn't there recently, that was the past few months, they were talking about the idea of going after the officers themselves, being able to sue them rather than the departments? I believe so. And I know that recently, just in the last month or so, they released the data of officer complaints and write-ups and whatnot. So we have more access now to who's involved in what. But this, I assume this must have been before that was an option. But sort of in line with that, this lawsuit was filed against the city of New York in the summer of 2013, like I said. In the fall of 2013, the two officers that shot and killed Darius Kennedy were awarded the NYPD's, or they were awarded the NYPD's finest of the finest awards. Right at an event in November of 2013. And that absolutely blows my mind that two officers who shot and killed someone in broad daylight in Times Square, that the city is now being sued because of them would be awarded something called the finest of the finest. Right. I just don't see how that can be explained in any way other than that's just the NYPD being disgusting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where they're looking to further reinforce values and ideas for what the NYPD stands for, which is everybody having each other's back and unquestioning and uh, the idea of what it means to exercise judgment and you know reinforcing that it's a hard job and right and uh you know yeah i agree i also think the other so we spoke about how the commanding officer that day had asked all the other officers to holster their weapons so it had to do with it had to do with the fact that Darius Kennedy was at this point considered an emotionally disturbed person and they didn't want to further upset him. It also had to do with the fact that this was the middle of the summer, the middle of the day in Times Square. There were a ton of people around. If you look, you can find photos of this incident and there's crowds, just like there's always crowds in Times Square, not 
currently, but during normal times, especially in the middle of the day in the summer, there's huge crowds. And so we're awarding officers for shooting, was it 14 rounds in a super crowded Times Square to kill someone? Right. That just doesn't, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I mean, yes, there are instances where perhaps using lethal force in some sort of greater context could be considered the right thing to do and heroic. So I guess I can't rule out all instances of praising somebody for doing so, but this is pretty cut and dry, you know, a failure. It's not, this is not a success. This no. is somebody that was either emotionally disturbed or having some sort of very adverse reaction to marijuana that didn't require to be shot. Right. Just no... Or some sort of very adverse reaction to being stopped on the corner in Times Square by police officers. Right. Yeah. And it, given the timeline of the events, it just seems like this these officers were being patted on the back and being told it's okay when they screwed up. Right. So this incident feels somewhat similar to something I witnessed in person this week. I was walking home from my studio in the late afternoon and I came upon about 20 police officers standing on a corner in Bushwick and as I was about to walk by I noticed that there was a man sitting on the ground that the officers were surrounding and I felt like I should see what's going on, witness this mm -hmm. in some way. So I stayed across the street and to be honest, just kind of was frozen there for a moment, not really sure how to involve myself, not wanting to create any sort of bad situation, but also not wanting to just ignore the fact that there's 20 police officers surrounding one man on the corner in the middle of the day. And luckily another girl was kind of doing the same thing as me and we walked across the street together and inquired as to, you know, whether this guy was okay. And one of the officers came over and at first seemed kind of defensive and said, oh, this guy was chasing someone with a machete and that's why we're all here. He's fine, but we're, we need to make sure that nothing happens. So I said, okay, thanks for letting me know. And I could sense that this officer was, seemed a little perturbed that we were watching. And so I asked him, do you, you know, do you understand why I would feel compelled to just 
witness this and make sure that this guy doesn't get hurt just based on everything going on right now. And right. he said, oh yeah, I, I get it. And then his mood totally changed and he started telling us updates and they were waiting for an ambulance. He told us that they had that many police officers there because the protocol is to not cuff someone that is having an emotional issue. And by all metrics that I could tell, it actually seemed like a very smooth and positive interaction. The ambulance showed up. They walked the guy over to the ambulance. They put him in the ambulance. The EMTs took over. And it seemed like things were settled. And then as they were sort of about to start driving away, we see that another guy comes over and is taking pictures of everything and is interacting with the cops in a way that seems like maybe they had some sort of relationship. And this girl that sort of befriended me asks this new guy, hey, did you know that guy? And he said, no, I didn't know him. I was just robbed by him and he chased me down the street with a machete. Right. So it was this wild, because I definitely had in my mind, there was no machete at the scene. Right. And I saw some of the cops looking in trash cans and looking like maybe they were, they were looking for something, mm -hmm. but it was a really wild thing to see to sort of have that story confirmed. Yeah, right on the spot. Right on the spot. And yeah, I, I don't know what happened to the guy afterwards. Obviously, once he was in the ambulance, I'm not, I wasn't able to follow past that, but it, it was hopeful in a way yeah. to see something handled well. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that has anything to do with protocol being changed over the last few years or the protests and police officers recognizing that they need to be accountable for their actions and they need to be a little bit better about how they handle things and that we're watching. Yeah. Or if it was just, you know, I happened to see one incident that goes well. Yeah. Well, it's... It, it was definitely a good thing that you stopped and it was great that somebody joined you to stand there in solidarity. I think it would be great if we could develop language or slogans or just like really easy devices that we could repeat to each other and our culture to get that type of behavior as part of our practice where you're with this you see somebody standing there and then you gather as a group yeah and then it's not you don't feel isolated or strange and you you can't be as manipulated by law enforcement and yeah and it you know it changed their behavior for the positive too so well it seemed and again i don't know if i just got lucky or if that was 
sort of, I, I definitely if I come across something in the future, I'll remember how that went down and try and recreate it because it was positive by all means. There was actually a third person that joined us until at some point this other guy came up and stood with us as well and left once the guy got into the ambulance. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I think we're all kind of trying to figure this out. And for me, that worked. Yeah. I know a lot of people say, anytime you see someone with the police immediately start filming or immediately start taking pictures. And I believe that in some situations, that's probably the best course of action. For me, that didn't feel right uh-huh. at the moment. And yeah. for me, I, I very much worry about creating problems when if there's no problems already I definitely don't want to be the reason that something happens so so the way that that went down on 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 my end felt good and um yeah I I hope that that is reflective of the practices of the NYPD these days yeah Well, thank you all for listening. As always, if you have any additional information to add to the story of Darius Kennedy or any questions or comments, as always, we'd be interested in hearing them. Thank you so much, and until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.